I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. like a tribe called quest you say the whole thing welcome 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 back to a pod named kickback it's like a tribe called quest you say the whole thing also known as the black cnn and the revolution will be televised I'm no brace new to righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Each and every week, except the last couple of weeks. We right back at it. I am the black savage, the magneto of my people. And today we got to talk about gender wars. No, not participating. Got a whole nother angle. This ain't the I hate black women, I hate black men episode. No. And to make sure it was done right, I had to bring on the corporate black girl, Brittany Sade, to make sure she keep me in line so I don't go too far, and somebody that I already know is going total line as well. So, what up, Brett? Where's my, what, my clapping, like my intro? Like, oh, you know what, where, where, where are your clubs? Hold on one second. Like, do that again, like, what are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, thank you. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me get some gunshots and some horns. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna keep you in line, but I'm gonna also keep it real. So exactly, exactly. Matter of fact, while I'm um getting everybody that's watching us live situated, can you tell the good people who let's say they never saw us before, never saw this podcast, never saw you, you tell them who you are, what you you know, I can say what you bring to the table, they're gonna get them like, why you ask the black woman why she bring to the table? I'm not doing that. But uh, just, just give my idea of who you are and what's going on and uh, give me about 30 seconds to get everybody situated. I had to talk about myself for 30 seconds. Let's see. Hey, y'all. I'm Brittany Sade, the corporate black girl. Um, who I am is not what I do. So since you asked me, like, who I am, I am a lover. I love to see people win. Um I'm friendly, but not your friend. So like I'll smile and talk or whatever to like anybody and everybody, but I don't really let people in like that. Sometimes people don't really know how to take me, but you know what I'm saying? I just help people with financial education. I'm an advocate of financial literacy. Um, I'm also an advocate of self-love and professional, professional and personal growth. And Yeah. Did you get it? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and well, it's you... actually not easy for me to talk about myself. Like I, I will answer a question all day, but when people are like, "So tell me about yourself," I'll be like, "Uh, I got to get better with that." 
you would think I'd be good at it as much as I do this, but. Right. Oh, I got a question for you. That <laughs> bitch have no damn idea. Okay, so you so you came on the podcast maybe the first time right before 2020, I think. So maybe 2019, if I'm correct. And you, you came back on probably yearly. And you've been a part of the pod for the last year. Um, do you remember how we met? Any clue? Is this like a trick question? Like, do you know? Oh, I know. I, yeah, I, I do know. <laughs> but it's so obscure. It's so obscure. I'm like, it's, it's no way she knows. I don't know. I was boom. it like a Facebook group or something? It was a Facebook group. It was a okay. Facebook group. Yeah, we it hasn't group. been one or two. I've only been in two Facebook groups. Damn. Well, then, yeah, I guess it was one of those two. Yeah, because I don't really, <laughs> you know, I'm not really, um, I'm not a big Facebooker. Yeah, and that's interesting to know because of uh, when I, you know, when I met you, how I met you, to see you not really, well, you you on Instagram, but you definitely not I'm on Facebook. I'm actually more active on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Twitter, I love Twitter. Twitter is like my favorite social media app. Oh, we got uh, what up, cuz my little cuz watching. She says she's so pretty. Oh, thank you. I can't <laughs> see the comments, y'all. So new is gonna have to um read them to me. Yeah, no, no, no worries, no worries. I, I've been tasked with reading things to people a lot. Apparently, I have a nice voice. We'll say that for another day. But I've been asked to read every every damn thing. But um, guys, this is going to be, I, I think, a monumentous episode. I think it's about time. Um, I'll tell you exactly why when we do our high low. And I think it's time for the high low. So let me bring up my uh my high low drop. Now, high low. Who wants to go first? All right, Britt, you want to go first or you want me to go first? What up, Ty? I'll go first. Um, So my high was actually today. So I'll make a very long story short. So I am a trust advisor. And with our trusts, we sometimes are named as executor for estates. So I had a client um, who passed away. We had to probate the will. And... That's a very long process in Fulton County. And, you know, you have to set up appointments, stuff like that. And so we were like, mm, well, we weren't, they were like, you know what? Let's like task Brittany with going down to the probate court and let's just see if like she can leave with like the papers today, like the, you know, basically the court processing and accepting and having us letters of testamentary. We're now executor, right? And so I went down there and long story short, it got processed. Um, unfortunately, like the judge, like the individual who was there, obviously only certain people can sign off on the letter. So I won't get them till the end of the week, but at least I got in there. I didn't give up and we got the will like probated and processed, which is like a really big deal because it's like, you know, <laughs> my smile and my talking uh, got that done for our clients because it was a really long process, honestly. Like it took us forever to get to the will, and everybody knows, like when you have an estate and you really have um, assets and things of that nature, it's a process. So we were trying to get things done as soon as possible. So I was happy to be able to come back with good news. That's like my high was today. Um, my low. I mean, the only thing I can say would have been last week and the fact that, like, you know. 
I got in a car accident. Somebody rear-ended me while I was stopped on Piedmont. So having to go through going to the chiropractor and physical therapy and dealing with that is very annoying and kind of overwhelming because I have to talk to so many people and repeat myself so many times. But honestly, I really haven't had a lot of lows in a while because I really just try to find like the positive and everything and just be able to say like it could always be worse. Like when I take myself out of it, especially if I don't have control of it. It's it could always be worse. So I just look at it like we just got to keep this shit moving. Facts, no breaks. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? That, that's exactly what that is. Um, and piggybacking off of your high, um, I, I have a little bit of experience in that. You know, I've transitioned from doing uh, auto and home insurance to life insurance, mm. and so I'm dealing with a lot of people who are you know final stages or they have a loved one in the final stages. Yeah. yeah. And when you're talking to these people, they all have had someone who was in their final stages and either had coverage or didn't have coverage, but they had an issue getting the money. Um, I lost my aunt who raised me this year and like the money is like, but the money still hasn't come. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, what, what's going on? And now I'm an agent. So I'm like, you know, like, what are they doing over there that's making it so difficult? Because our system is pretty streamlined. Mm -hmm. We just kind of go like, I can feel what you're saying. And I That's know how feel. one aspect of it. And this is probably like a whole other episode, but a lot of that is because a lot of people, especially like within our community, we don't understand the things that need to be set up prior to, to make sure that we have access, you know, like something as simple as your parents or, you know, your aunt or guardian having somebody on the account, not as an authorized user, but as an account owner. So that way, even if that person passes away, you still have access to the funds in the bank account. Even a pay on death doesn't work because that's still a, like attributable to the estate. So that's one concept of it. You know what I mean? Credit cards, authorized users, those don't work. Even if you have a power of attorney, when a person passes away, that power of attorney is no longer like it's voided. That's only while a person is living. No, I didn't so, know that. Yes, a power of attorney yeah. is only while a person is living because that is just simply saying that this individual does not have the capacity or they are giving you the authority for whatever reason that power of attorney because you know you have limited and durable. But they're give they are here to say I'm granting you this power while I'm alive. That's why people talk about wills, you know, regardless of how much you're worth healthcare directives you know what I mean? Like, it's important to have all of those things. And even when people talk about trust, they're like, well, if I have a trust, I don't need a will. Well, if everything that you own is not titled in the name of that trust, yes, you do. And a lot of times people don't put all of their belongings in a trust. You know what I mean? Like, we all have assets. A bank account is an asset. Yeah. A home is an asset. Even if it's, you know, residential, that'll still have to go through probate. So I, when I like, when I say I'm an advocate for, you know, financial education, it's not just about trust or it's not just about an immense amount of wealth. It's about like taking care of your business. So sorry to go on a tangent. We're going to reel it back in. But a lot of the issues that we have is because we don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, the corporate black girl. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, though? We should do an episode just on financial literacy. 
if I can get you. No, I'm down for that. Hell yeah, I can get you and my bro, Eric Clay, who got me switched over to life insurance. He was a uh, manager of a bank financial an analyst for 15, 20 years before he got mm -hmm. into life, life insurance exclusively. If I can get y'all two on an episode talking, like, I just shut the fuck up and be like, yeah, yep. Tell him, Britt. Yeah. Tell him, Eric. Tell him, yeah. That, that would be a good episode. Yeah, that would be fun. And, yeah, and, like and educational, man. Getting this information to our people. For sure. Because I didn't realize, like, I always do hashtag no more fish fries for life insurance, of course. And you'd be surprised how many people, like, this is their reality. It mm -hmm. is the GoFundMe. It is the fish fry. And they don't even know what, I, I call people say, you know, um, do you have coverage? Da, 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 da. They're like, no. Like, Ma'am, you're 75. Yeah. You know how much it's going to be now? Yeah. Like, you, you never thought about it? Enough. You know what I mean? Like, you have to make sure you have enough life insurance, depending on what, exactly. your, you know, what your responsibilities are. So, And what your goals are. And just if you know, um, the next in the next 20 years, funerals are estimated to be $19,600. So that's pretty much $20,000 you need to have for a funeral if you're going to die within the next, you know, 20, 25 years. That would plus, you know, plus. because life insurance is a way to create wealth. And That's what people don't understand is generational wealth has to start from somewhere. So you may not necessarily be that individual that sees it, right? But if you have a certain amount of a policy, whatever your responsibilities, expenses, funeral expenses are, plus you can set up your next generation to be able to generate that wealth, whether it be through um, investing or businesses. So that's also something else. And it's not that expensive. It's like not. it's not that expensive to carry a million dollar policy. Like it's really not. Facts, especially if you start young. Right. Um, or you could get your kid, if you got your kid a policy when they were born, by the time they're 18, if they go to college route, they would have enough money to go to college, uh, at least start it. Or they would have enough money to start a business if the college isn't their route. Because I don't yeah. think everybody need to go to college no more. I, I stopped thinking that. But um, Well, yeah. I mean, and that's why you start talking about like those. Because um, now you know that like 529 plans can, if I'm not mistaken, they can roll into like IRAs now. I have to read more into that. But I shouldn't have said that without knowing for sure. But there's a lot that you can do with like 529 plans um, now if your child doesn't go to school or you can at least change a beneficiary. So I might not have said that correctly, but I know for a fact you can change a beneficiary. All right, so we're, we're going to do some research and I'm, I promise I'm going to get Brittany and Eric on this episode, on the episode and we're going to figure it all out and we'll give that information to you for free because that's what we do. So um, uh, having said that, let me give you my hello. Um, I feel like I haven't, I didn't do an episode this week. Did I do one last week? I think it's been like two, three weeks. Really quickly, I'll go through my low. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I I do want to let you know what my, my low was. Um, so this has been a crazy year for me. Like I mentioned earlier that I lost my aunt that raised me, my, essentially my mother uh, from age 11. Um, she was my godmother, my mother's sister. My mother passed when I was 11. She took over and I just lost her this year in uh, March. That's why I was gone, took the first break and I was gone for two months in DC. And when I came back to Georgia, I wasn't in Atlanta. I was in Warner Robins in Macon. And I just got back to Atlanta this month. Matter of fact, round of applause for making it back to Atlanta. Because <laughs> it, it has been a crazy year for me, man. There's like um, 
no, Aunt Joyce, Aunt Joyce is, you know, come say goodbye. I just dropped everything. Fuck it, I'm gone. Didn't care about job, apartment, nothing. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> and um, it's been a journey to get back to, to this place. Um, I also reconnected with a lot of my family um, down in Macon. So my whole father's side of the family is there. Um, okay. I didn't have much of a relationship with them until a few years ago, but it was like we saw each other like two times. Yeah. That's not a relationship. So everything kind of happens for a reason. You Facts. know, like there was something that came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I spent four months down there. Yeah. I got to know, you know, all my cousins, my uncles and my aunts, my nieces and my nephews, my grandmother. And um, then we called Mima and she passed the night before I moved back to Atlanta. Oh my goodness. So uh, with her. Huh? She passed. You got to spend like real oh, yeah. time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she's the reason I came back. Because I, I wasn't really associated with that side of the family. And my cousin called me with her on the phone. It was like, you coming down here to visit? Like, no. Hold on real quick. Somebody want to talk to you. And gave the phone to my my 90-year-old grandmother. And I'm like, Aww. hey, are you going to come see me? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> are you coming? Will you come this yeah. week? <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right, I'll see you. I love it. Right. And then I just showed up because like, how am I going to tell her no? She's 90 years old. What am I saying? You and um, she was 95 when she passed. It was uh, the August 30th or 31st. It was the day before. I moved back September 1st. So it was the day before whatever that was, 30th or 31st. And um, as I'm leaving her funeral, I get a text that uh, my little one of my little cousins had been killed. Oh my goodness. I was like, all right, dog, <laughs> what we doing? What yeah. we doing? I am literally in my black, like, what we doing right now? And um, that was my low, um, I, as I'm sure you all can imagine. That, and that kind of threw me off balance a little bit. And I didn't do an episode last week. And I just ah, didn't want to didn't want to um really I guess be bothered. I needed some solitude, some kind of get my mind right. And um, but my high. Cause there is a high, you know, I'm, I'm back in Atlanta, back in my, you know, uh, my own space and, uh, life insurance is taking off. I'm having the best month I've ever had. Um, uh, all these women that only, I only want a rich man. I'm here, baby. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, that's right. I love oh, that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's business, right. business is good. And, um, that would be my high is that I've, I've hit my groove. I've kind of gotten over the emotional um, hurdles that I had to go through and I'm feeling good. 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 Despite all the BS, life is straight. And then life I think Jesus said it best. All right. So, all right, Britt, let's get into let's our get conversation for the week, man. Because um, let me find my, my, my drops because we got some stuff to talk about this week. And I hope you guys listen. I hope you listen with an open mind and an open heart. And just, just follow the episode. Just follow us as we go through this journey. My left stroke just went viral. All right. Our viral story of the week. Tyler Perry uh, <laughs> did an interview where he was speaking. Well, he did a segment where he spoke to black women. And his message to black women was well he was speaking with crystal renee oh crystal renee okay okay we'll break it down break it down he was speaking with crystal Pre renee she has a podcast i believe that she's calling it um i think it's keep it positive 
sweetie or something along those lines. It's a really good episode. It's very, very, actually, I want to get it correct. But I believe it's called, yes, it's called Keep It Positive Sweetie with Crystal Renee. And, you know, Crystal Renee actually worked, like, worked with Tyler Perry. She was on Sisters, also on Fatima. Um, and now she has this podcast that's, like, very, very positive for men and women where she talks about certain things and having, like, that open mind and, and really getting, like, deep with it. So I want to give her her credit. That is where Tyler Perry um, made his statements and what he was talking about. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Oh, no, nah, no, nah, please do. I told you she's going to keep me straight this episode. I told you <laughs> that already. So um, in that episode, which I'm, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I got to keep it honey. But um, what I saw that went viral was the con part of the conversation where he was saying that uh, women should want a man that can meet them at their worth, W-O-R-T-H, not worse, W-O-R-S-E. And so many people misinterpreted that meet you at your worth. So if he can treat you how you want to be treated, love you how you want to be loved, um, show up for you in the ways that are healthy, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, maybe he doesn't financially. And in that regard, we shouldn't put so much emphasis on what a man makes. So if he can pay the light bill and the gas bill, but he shows up in every other way, that is still a quality man. That is still a good man. If he loves you for you, yeah, I have a good time, but you would have to pay the mortgage. That doesn't make him any lesser of a man. And if more women would look for the true values of what a relationship should be comprised of instead of money, it would be a lot less angry women or, you know, cause, and, and I'm not here to, to get on the ladies. I, I see the flaws in the man, men too. I'm gonna talk about that. I'm not on either side. I, I hate the gender war. I, I wish it, I, I consider not dating. I'm, I'm not going to date until this shit over with, until this war is over. Until they stop this war, I'm just going to chill over here or I, I'll have my fun. I don't know that I can take anybody serious in the midst of a damn war. And that's what it is. But he said that and it immediately brought out the, it triggered a lot of people. And it brought out, I think, knee-jerk responses. Why do we have to settle? Why do we have to settle? Why do we have to settle? Um, and he need to shut the fuck up. And all that. That's what the sisters were saying. And I actually, I agree with Tyler to a point. Um, if the man shows up for you in all of those ways, th that is a good man. But I'm not mad at you if that's just not the good man for you. You know what I'm saying? He don't have to be the man for you. He, he yeah. But I think looking at him as he's not a good man is just kind of, I think that's lame. But if he's not the good man that you want, that's fine. But at the same time, <laughs> you have to be realistic in what you're looking for. And before I go into that, Brittany, I want to get your thoughts on what he said before right. I even go into that. Okay, so the clip itself, I didn't watch the full episode, so just the clip. So I don't know if he went into more detail, if there was more context to it. But based off of what he said, I agree with him. The only thing that I will say is that like, yes, a lot of women, especially black women now, we are becoming the breadwinners, right? And um, so having a man that, because I feel like your worth should not be solely, the only thing that is based on finances as far as worth is net worth, right? So who you are as a person, your worth should not always be financial. I absolutely agree with that. 
The only thing that I would say as far as men and some black men are concerned, because I'll never say all right. There are very good black men out here. And to your point, just because you are a good man does not necessarily make you the man for me. Um, so I do appreciate you saying that. But I also just want to highlight that if you speak to a lot of women who make significantly more than a man, even if she doesn't have an issue with it, it becomes an issue for that man. Um, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases. And so that's one thing that we kind of have to say, like Tyler said, if he is secure enough, a big if he is secure enough, because sometimes men will become your haters when they see if you're steadily, you know, thriving or whatever. And it may not even be on purpose because people do it, you know, unintentionally with their own friends and in different relationships where you're striving, you're making the money, you're able to take care of everything. He may have to ask you for something that could, that may not be good for the ego. And so that is something a lot of times that if men can't see their own worth outside of finance, like, Let's be very clear. A lot of the reason why women put a lot of worth on finances is because a lot of men, that's the only thing they show up with. So talk to them. You know what I mean? So, yes, if you have something to offer me beyond what you make, absolutely, we can talk. Um, so I want to be very clear about that. And I feel like with a lot of women, they may not articulate it in that way, but that is an issue that we see as far as dating men, um, when it comes to financials, a lot of times men lead with their money, like men with money, they lead with their money. What else can you give me outside of that money? You know what I mean? Like, so I think that there has to be a little bit more context and a little bit more of a conversation beyond that is saying as, okay, well, if we're going to come down and we're not going to put a man's worth or a individual's worth based on their finances, then people have to stop making that the only thing that they're bringing to the table. I agree 100%. We used to like, and I don't know, I think maybe because I was a starving artist, you know, I'm a creative, you know, I was rapping and doing all these creative things and before I got into the corporate world. And so I wasn't always the richest, you know what I'm saying? So I never lived with money. You know, I I would like to think I always had enough money, you know what I'm saying? But I never lived with it. Mm. Um, I live with personality, with charm, with humor. I do a podcast. Obviously, I love to talk. Um, and so I've kind of lived with that. And we used to laugh at dudes that live with money. Because we were like, oh, you ain't got no game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got no, that, that's what you lead with? You ain't got no game. Like, all right, corny. But I know that that works. I mean, it definitely works. Um, I've never uh, chosen to do that. Um, but, I mean, I guess your game is your game. You know what I'm saying? If I wasn't... Uh, beautiful and funny and charming, I might have to leave with money. You know, I don't know. But everybody different. But I will say, I remember just to, to uh, kind of validate what you're saying because I, I, I heard you. It, it resonated with me for a very specific reason. I was dating a young lady and she made, it wasn't, let me see. I think she made like, Forty or fifty thousand a year more than me. She was in a different bracket. You know what I'm saying? I was about to say it's given different tax bracket. But yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, and she was talking to me about. She was talking to me about. Um, she puts a lot of extra hours at work, and so she's getting all this extra money. Like, 
I'm, I'm gonna make this amount, you know, this year. Like, I'm, like I'm really on pace. I'm gonna make this. And I was like, that's what's up. Like, get that shit with the fuck. And then she kind of caught herself and was like, Oh wow, I'm not used to that. Yeah. Well, first she was nervous, like, oh shit, that accidentally came out. I ain't really want to say that to him. And she was like, that, that doesn't, like, you cool with that? And I was like, hell yeah, make that money. I need me a boo with making that kind of money. Shit, make that money. And then we was laughing and joking. And then she just looked at me. And the look she gave me, I ain't gonna lie. I told her that shit. I was like, you look like, and if any older people are watching, sorry. But I was like, you look like you want to suck my dick right now. Like, what's that look? Like, why are you looking at me like that? And she was like, I do. Like, let me tell you about, and she told me about previous situations. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, niggas be acting like that? Yeah. Like, I do, I do want to be the breadwinner. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I do. Like, I mean, as a man, you're taught to take care, you know, of your family and that take care because that's what that's what we were used to seeing, right? Grandpa, dad, great-grandpa, they went out, they made the money regardless of how much it was. And grandma took care of whatever was inside the house. So a lot of being that protector and taking care of your family is associated with finances. Period. You know, the, the irony is, like I told you, I reconnected with my family. My father wasn't in my house. When I moved in with my aunt, um, she was balling. Like, I used to tell people I was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I went from the hood to my aunt's house. And um, she, she had a man, I guess, at times. But she was balling. Like my aunt had bread. Like, well, now I understand that to be middle class. But from where I came from, it felt like she was rich to me. She wasn't Fresh Prince Bel Air for real. She was middle class black woman in DC. But that was rich compared to everything I knew. And um, I'm used to women being, you know, bosses and 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 owning their homes and and making all this money. And my aunt drove cross country. She took off work the whole summer and drove cross country. With her, with her best friend to go to every little city and state to experience the world. I'm used to, that was my example of what a woman is. So a woman making some good money, it don't diminish me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. because money isn't all I bring to the table. Right. I bring a lot more. So her having a certain amount of money, just good for you, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the issue? Um, But I do know what you're saying is true. I've heard it. Women have told me to my face that men don't always like men. That ain't everybody. Right. You see that. <laughs> that ain't That's so I, everybody. Yeah, exactly. I get it. But I wonder how many of those women, um, you know what I think? And you, you tell me what you think. I think men and women are reversing their roles. I think women are becoming fuckboys, boys. And I think men are becoming bad bitches. I think men want to be chased and pursued and I'm the prize. And I think women want to be like, you know, yeah, I, I make all this braid. You, you know, you, you should, you should fuck with me. Cause I got this and I'm doing this. I was at a Christmas party and a young lady said, um, she bragged to us all night about how much more money. I think, have I told the story to you before? I know I was told the story before. You're I told so the version. I make all this money. I make more money than all the men. Da, 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 da. And then she was like, all the men that make more money as much or more than her don't act right. I was like, they don't want you because the thing you you think you bring to the table is your money. But yeah. don't no man care about your money. You got to bring something to the table that they, that attracts them. Right. I think um, a lot of people fail to do that. I know dudes that I'm like, dog, you, you should dress a little nicer and so you keep your hair cut and keep this and that. That's what women like. And it's like, she should like me for me. And I'm like, oh my 
dog. That's not how the world works. She's not going to get to know who you are if she's not attracted to you. Exactly. Right. That ain't how the world works. Nobody's going to like you just for you. You, right. you. you don't have to change, but you can become better. Better, yeah. I like that. I always say that you don't have to change, but you should want to be better. You should not be the same person um, that yeah. you were years ago. But I will agree to it an, an extent. I guess I would say it more as like men, more men are wanting to be appreciated now or get cookies for a bare minimum. Mm. And women are more so in survivor mode. So I definitely feel like the 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 roles have switched, but I feel like it brings out a difference. Like I don't, there are, so obviously there are women who lead with, you know, I've got this degree and I make this much money and I do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Great girl, like kudos to you, but that doesn't necessarily make you the best suitor alone, right? And so um, I agree with that, but I also feel like there are, a different demographic of women who are just in survival mode. Like men are doing the bare minimum. If that, you know, you're getting to a point where like, is this really what I have to settle for? Um, they drop in D off, but not really, you know, this whole thing with, Oh, well, we're not making as much black women are making more like you've got to understand black women have to be more understanding now that black men probably aren't going to make as much as them. So men are kind of sort of taking advantage of that because at Mm. the end of the day, it's like, okay, you may have aspirations to be a rapper, but like easy easy on the rappers, easy on the rappers. Not too much on the rappers. no, 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 I'm not. I'm not going in, but there is nothing against working. Until you pop off, like you want to live this, have this persona so bad that you're against working, but you have no income. I am taking care of the household, supporting you and your dream. And you're still, you, that you're still cheating. You're still being disrespectful. You're still blah, 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 blah. So a lot of women are in a place of like, yeah, we are tired. We're tired of being disrespected. So, yeah, we are about to pop our chest up and be like, yo, bro, you know, you've been disrespecting me. So now I'm about to disrespect you. Not saying it's right, but that's what's starting to happen. And so now it's like, well, the black women aren't in their, you know, feminine energy. We're losing, you know, the the essence of femininity. And it's like, mm, if you're with somebody that you feel safe with, that you feel protected with, finances aside, you will be in your feminine energy regardless if you're pulling your your card out your wallet or not. So that's what I think it more so is. I think that both sides have to take accountability for their part in it in order for it to get better. God damn it, what my round of applause at? I ain't playing with these people. We're not playing with you! Like, you just got to be real with yourself. You know, there are certain women that got to tighten up and there are men that's got to tighten up. But I had said it before, men, when it comes to men, especially in Atlanta, me and my girl was just talking about this. They have more of the pickings. There are more successfully good women to the ratio of, of men and especially who date women. So, you know, we've got to also um, understand that as well. 
And so if you have a man that has 12 women and he's got seven women that are good suitors, he can pick his one or two to say, okay, I'm going to deal with these two because the other five or six, they not going. So I'm going to deal with the women, you know what I'm saying, who, who are bending or who aren't holding me up to a certain standard and I'm going to just be there. So there's no reason for him to do any better. And then with the women, we're so like, damn, what are we going to be alone? Are we going to have to settle for being alone that now we're bending and we're not, it doesn't necessarily bring happiness. Eventually you're going to get tired. And that's where that, like that puff your chest up, that leading with your money comes in because you end up kind of resenting a little bit after a certain period of time when you're settling. So I feel like men and women both have to be better in order for relationships to be better as a whole, if that makes sense. I 100% agree. I am not here to say that men doing everything right and the ladies are fucking up. Nope. I have seen more men fucking up than, than the ladies. I feel, um, like I, I, feel I, I honestly feel like that and you know I'm a girl's girl. You know I'm a ride for women, but I don't date women, so I can't talk about experiences dating women. But I can't, I have had conversations with respectable men that will talk about certain things and it gets to a point where you have to say like, oh, okay, you know, dang. Like, it's kind of happening on both sides. I can't mm -hmm. relate personally because of who I am and because of the people that I, you know, my friends and stuff, that's not what I'm used to. But it, you know, it, it's, there are different things that both sides can work on. I wouldn't say we have the same issue, but we have issues nonetheless. I agree a, a billion percent. And I, I want to introduce, and this is why I think Kevin Samuels was hated so much. Now, I'm not the expert on him because he did a show teaching women how to get dates. That, is, that doesn't interest me. And no disrespect, Never. but... I, I'm not interested in that show. I don't give a fuck about you helping women to get dates. I don't give a fuck if they can't get dates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just wasn't interesting. It I just feel the only thing I will say about Kevin Samuels is I'm not going to necessarily say, and I did not watch him enough, but from what I've seen, I'm not going to necessarily say, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm not going to necessarily say what he was saying was wrong, but what I will, what I will say is that the type of women that he chose to... Um, give advice to weren't women like me. Like I, 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 sometimes I wondered like, okay, would he have sat down and had a conversation with me to help me determine why I'm single? Like if you listen to the, you know, I mean, and I'm and no disrespect to those women. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be like easy with my words. Cause not no disrespect, but like, According to what he said, I'm a high value woman. So what's my issue? I never heard him talk to high value women and, and explain to them what they could work on. It was always, I, you, you know what I mean? What's, what's the girl from the girl from loving hip hop? Tommy went on, went on. Yeah. And he didn't know who she was, but he, well, he said he didn't, but he knew how she looked and what she said and mm -hmm. how she was who she said she was and what she said she was, you know, and he gave her, he was like, well, shit. Yeah. You, yeah. 
you they should be they should be knocking down your door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He gave her a, a quote unquote A plus rating. You know what I'm saying? I was just about to tell you, tell you take another sip because we going in. You ain't got to miss your words here. It's a Bonnie kickback. This eye show. Say what the fuck you want. But, um, no, but you know how I am, especially when it comes to my ladies. I don't be trying to. Yeah. You know me. Facts. I'll never. Facts. I'll never try to do that intentionally. Facts. Now, if I make and... you feel uncomfortable, if my light shining too bright, that I, can't <laughs> help. I ain't never gonna do it intentionally. <laughs> right. Let's be. And, and I feel you. I feel you on that. But I think with me, because I feel everything you was just saying. But I think the difference is where where I get off the 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 the, the train, um, it's got to be like it's like dominism. It's like, come on, man! Like it is kind of is what it is. Like, um, you're not gonna. I think that if it's starting to become almost funny, it's it's starting to become women are like, I want a man that makes a hundred thousand a year. And then it's like, but he makes 99. No, I want 100,000. It's like, all right, dog, you're you being silly. Like, yeah. you're silly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I this, mean, this is comical now. Yeah, some you know of this stuff is, is definitely, like, it's it, it didn't gone far left. Um, I don't pay so much attention to it anymore because, you know, I've always said this. Like, at the end of the day, how I feel is how I feel. How you feel is how you feel. There's no cookie-cutter you can't tell a person what they want in a, in a romantic partner. And the only thing you can do is one, stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. And two, <laughs> the Nile rivers you're used to, baby, hey, stick with me. Look, and two, deal with somebody who, who has the same values and views as you, because there are women out here who may not make, may not make a dime. They want to be put up and they want a man that's making 300 K plus. And there's a man out there that is taking care of a woman who feels that way and he is very happy. So I always say, you know, as ridiculous as we may think certain things are, there's more than likely someone out there for you and you find that person and I wish you the very best. And it just is what it is. But I don't like the fact that everybody tries to make, put their views off as though it's supposed to be like- The standard. Mm-hmm. of dating and it's like no you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'm not going <laughs> so. I, I agree and shout out jj's uh the number one kickback in, in north america you always tune in he said what's up to you Brittany?" and shout hey. out my man lamar said first time catching the show live and he is digging the commentary my so, man so, so all right i'm gonna I'm 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 say this um then we're gonna switch gears then we go switch gears. Then we go switch gears. Then we go switch gears. But you, you know what our agenda is? Damn, I just forgot what I was gonna say. Oh my bad. Um, it was something. It was dealing with this. Damn. All right, uh, you trying to help me get it? Like, uh, you got it. It's just damn. It was um, it was really dealing with this. What did you just say last about the? So the last thing I said was, I'm not going like you can't put what you feel or your opinion about dating on everybody. But you're allowed to feel how you feel. Okay, I'm going to try to feel my way through. You are, everybody is allowed to feel how they feel. Mm -hmm. But I do think that, damn, I don't want to go into a tangent. I want to figure out what the fuck I was going to say. 
but I can't think of it right now. Um, he said I was thinking about Ashanti. <laughs> probably. 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 I tell you what, we're going to move on. And if it comes back to me, and it was good. I'm but if so it comes back to me, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get back to it. All good. All good. Um, so let's move on. We're going to our What the Fuck Story of the Week. And everything kind of sticks with this theme. Um, but we will get into some sports and some other shit. But everything kind of sticks to this theme because this is something we got to talk about, y'all. <laughs> it's the mayor. You know that's me singing, right? I know. <laughs> so, but you I, know I know by now. I was, there was one episode where I was like, that's you? <laughs> yeah, I know that. So our what the fuck story of the week. I, you know, everybody says, you know, goals, couple goals. And I'm not 100% sure I consider this couple goals. You know, you, you know, you and your wife are together. She, you know, allegedly attacks a woman and gets sent to jail for 10 years. That ain't couple goals. But I really respected the fact that in this scenario, it was, portrayed as the man holding the woman down while she was in jail. We've heard a billion stories of women holding men down while they were locked up. But it is few and far between that be like, oh, that black man held that black woman down while she was in jail. And we got like... That's why it was couple goals, to your point. Okay, okay. See what I mean? Like, it was something that we had never seen before, so everybody (laughs) was invested in it, honestly. You know, you're right. I'm just sick of my my this old the kickbackers. Yeah, she cute as a motherfucker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too much on Britney. Not too much on Britney. She okay, don't be a hater. See, you don't be a hater. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate that. Let them if they think I'm cute, let them think I'm cute. I can't see the comments, but thank y'all. So make sure you let them know I'm not being, I'm not one of them. Thank y'all. I really can't see what anybody. No, 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 Britney, Britney. Real youngin, she she real like she ain't on no sedity shit. She she could be, cause I, I ain't gonna don't let me stop. I, I will brag on Brittany. Don't let me tell you about Brittany. Brittany be whatever the fuck she want be, but she's she cool as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying so straight like that, and I, I stamped that. Um, but back she she's definitely not a Remy Ma. After this man that held you down. While you was in jail for a decade, you get out of jail and you go fuck with the help. You got a whole battle rap scene and you start fucking the help, the hired help. What, what, what movie was that? But she was like, um, I don't fuck it. Oh, it was Scarface. And Tony was trying to get it. Uh, uh, Frank's wife was played by Michelle Pfeiffer. And she was like, Tony, I don't fuck the help. <laughs> well, apparently Remy does. Actually, allegedly. I don't even want to put that on Remy okay. jacket because we technically don't know. So okay. I'm joking and I'm playing, but I don't want to put that on Remy jacket in real life because I know what it feels like to be accused of cheating and you ain't do nothing. And you're like, right. I don't know, it's whole relationships. And I ain't even cheat. I'm like, yeah, I ain't do nothing. Like, you just made this up in your mind. And if any women are wondering why anytime somebody shows the sign of insecurity, I run. Because I, I lost a whole relationship off some shit I didn't even do from insecurity. But, you know, that's either here nor there. But um, back to Remy and Papoose. 
I want to comment about what you just said so bad, but we, we no, 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 scratch everything. Comment. So you said the sign of insecurity, you run, but there's a difference between somebody being insecure in themselves and somebody being insecure in their situation with you. So first you have to assess whether or not you really did do something to cause an insecurity within your situation before you run and accuse somebody of just simply being insecure. But we're gonna move on. Yo, no, you're right. But I, but I, I would think you would pay me the compliment of being uh, using discernment in those situations that I, I would know what I'm. You know, what I'm saying, pay me that compliment. And, and, and stop with the lip gloss, because now you got. Oh, don't be a hater. New, she is cute. You got the ladies uh, championing you now. Yes, I got the, the ladies. ladies. I love now. it. <laughs> oh, no, girl, girl. You, you know, Sean Ward. Yeah. He says she decent at best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my man. He, he a jokester. He he playing. Hey, but, listen, everybody's everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everybody's he he, he just teasing. He just teasing. He a good dude. He just teasing. Wow. What else, Sean? Appreciate you tuning in. Um, oh, Bergen just said, what, what you drinking, Britt? Oh, it's just um sparkling water. Ah. And then he said, oh, he said, show her some love. We ain't keep showing her no love. Yeah, we, you know what, y'all? I'm tired of this. Don't none of y'all fellas come on here saying I look good. Don't be coming on here saying she look good. Pause. Pause. But yeah, still, what are you, you saying? Know? <laughs> anyway. Pause. Anyway, so. I want you get your comments in about Remy. I, I love Remy. So I, I don't want to think anything bad about Remy, to be honest. Like, I love Remy. So I don't want to think nothing bad. And I want to think this awesome BS. But I ain't gonna lie, it it ain't looking like BS. Okay, so again, no one knows what's going on. So I'm definitely uh, I do not make comments about something I don't know the facts on. So we'll speak hypothetically. Right. Let's say that she is talking to this man now. Who said that she cheated on her husband with him? And everybody fact, is saying it. <laughs> huh? Everybody's saying it. No, what I'm saying is, is that just because like people separate. Like Tiana and your mom. And it's none of anybody's business. So the fact that she, even if let's just say she really is dating this man, who is to say that she cheated on her husband with him is what I'm saying. And who's to say that Pap is completely innocent? Like, regardless of whatever really happened, we don't know what happened before we started seeing Remy Ma with this man. You All right, well, hold, hold up, hold up, I got to stop you right here. So when we found out that uh, uh, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, did you have that same energy? We don't know what Beyonce could have done. Did you have the same energy? Well, the uh, we didn't find out Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce until she came out with Lemonade. Right, but did you say, hmm, maybe Jay-Z could have done something too? Did you say that? Was no, that did you listen you, to the song? Smoke? Clearly, Beyonce was in this kitchen half naked. <laughs> no, we all thought Jay-Z album came out first for him and he cheated. Do that shit again, you're going to lose your wife. Clearly, the album before him and at home being a faithful wife. There is a difference. The album before Lemonade that Jay-Z put out was 444, and he confessed his quote-unquote sins. Nobody ever said, what did Beyonce do? 
No, but what I'm saying is, is that talk to me. We don't know whether Remy Ma and Papoose are. They may be legally married. They might be legally separated. We don't know what their agreement is, what their situation is, whether or not Remy Ma was at, you know, so I try not to make comments until I know the full story. Now, if it comes out and it's like, Remy Ma absolutely cheated on Papoose. Okay, now we can have a different conversation. But I am not about to sit here and say my girl did anything wrong. Because we right, don't. Right. Do you give your boy the same grace? Absolutely. I'm an equal opportunist, and you know that. I am a girl's girl. I'm going to hold my women down now. Uh -huh. But, but. I'm, I'm so tired of this lesbian activity in the comments. Wait, what? Uh, uh, Britney's lashes are on point. Britney speaking for the ladies. Britney, Britney, Britney. Let, why hold on, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Why does a woman see? Why does a woman? Why does a woman hyping up another woman have to be lesbian? See, y'all just, just joking. I'm just no, joking. I know you beat me up. I know you joking. I'm not gonna beat you up. But the only reason why I'm touching on that is because. People love to point out when black women are in competition, y'all be in competition with each other, y'all. Da, 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 da. But anytime that a woman is showing another woman any type of appreciation, oh, do you like women? Like, no. Well, not romantically, but I love women. Romantically. <laughs> but like, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm just not a hater. So anyway. I'm just, I'm just teasing. I, that, that, I'm that's just my homie. I'm just teasing. I can't, I can't see the love. I can't see the comments, but don't, oh, yes. don't do that. Yeah, she can't see the comments. That, that's another reason why I'm bringing them up to you because I know you can't see them. Yeah. But I'm bringing them up to you and, and the but way I, I'm love, I love that. Th whoever that is, thank you. Clarissa. Thank you, boo. <laughs> so I do not think that she would have had the same energy if it was a man being accused of cheating. I think you would be like, this motherfucker. This month, did it again. No, because you know me. And you know yeah. that I don't I don't have that approach. I that's really true. don't. That's true. That's true. But okay, so I'm speaking to the audience. Ladies, y'all know y'all wouldn't be giving us any grace. <laughs> y'all know it. Y'all know it. But I will say this, real talk. Uh positive energy. And if you pray, prayers for Remy and Pap. Um, I don't know what they're going through. They could be going through nothing. They could be sitting at home in the bed right now, like, what the fuck are these people, people even talking about? Right. Or this could be some crazy shit. Because the story was she or they cheated. could have amicably separated. Like we really could have, the reason that it's a story is because the, the rumor is she cheated with him with e, um, easy to block captain. Pat Poos mm -hmm. came and beat his ass. And she's still hanging with him, still doing shows with him, still doing things with him. Because so that story, one battle rapper had said that, right? Like, that's well, how it, it, came it out. happened before the battle rapper. That was already the rumor. That had oh. been a rumor for months. And oh. then when the other battle rapper mentioned it, it was like, because oh. we're all wondering if it's true. They never came out to say it wasn't true or it is true or we all separated. The rumor for about three months has been she fucked this dude and Papoose beat his ass. He said, oh. Papoose, you better tell the people what really happened or I'm going to expose the truth. That was three months ago. Nothing has happened in three months. Then this battle happens. She's standing side by side with the guys she's accused of cheating with. 
and the uh, his opponent says, "Hey, remember you fucked this dude." Da, 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 da. So now everybody's like, "You gave no explanation, but now you're riding shotgun with dude. You're out at dinner getting paparazzi pictures with this dude." So, Remy, what the fuck happened? All yeah. it looks like is she did cheat. She's with Papoose is in none of this shit. He ain't nowhere to be found. No pictures of them two together, no nothing. So all we've seen is she allegedly cheated with this dude. Papoose beat him up. And now she's everywhere with this dude. And Papoose is nowhere to be found. So it just leaves you like, well, I, I ain't, you know. I, so they I'm haven't a- been, wait, so Remy and Papoose haven't been anywhere together since this allegedly came out? No, yeah, no not, 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 yeah. well, not photographed. You, you know, if you don't, if it ain't on Instagram, it ain't real. I mean, funny, but I mean, funny because I could, we could be and my girl could play that off for promotion for her battle rap scene. If they don't, they don't see us together, they're gonna think this and they're gonna wonder if I'm at your event. And I'm gonna, you know, we could, yeah. you know, so I'm not saying that Remy and Pap and Easy the Block Captain aren't sitting down at dinner tonight like, nigga, these motherfuckers is going crazy thinking y'all cheated. We making money off this shit. That could very well be true. Never know. Yeah. You exactly. never know. But what we do know is if it isn't true, they aren't doing much to dispel the rumors. And they're actually fanning the fire a little bit. So what are you supposed to, you know, I can't sit back and go, I'm only going to believe what I think they may think that they're not saying in their minds. Like, I can just go by what I see. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a bunch of people are doing right now, is they're they're just trying to go off of what they're seeing. And there is that thing, right? You say something, oh, why are you being so defensive and angry? It must be true. You don't say something. Oh, you have nothing to say. It must be true. Honestly, I would personally rather be quiet and let people spawn off whatever they want to say, because at the end of the day, publicity is publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity unless you literally are doing something, you know, completely messed up. In this case, Papoose's name is back out. Somebody had just said he was at um, what met up with Busta Rhymes or something like that. And we haven't really heard much about Papoose lately. Now they're recording him to show that he's not with Remy. They're recording Remy, you know, in other places. So Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person where if I make money off of people, off of being acknowledged and noticed and whatever, yeah, I'm going to let y'all talk. Y'all can say whatever you want to say, whether it's true or not. So, you know, I get what you're saying, but for me, I can't really, I can't comment on something I don't know. I just can't. I feel you. I feel you. It, well, you can comment on it. You just can't make a definitive statement. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Well, me personally, I can't, I can't really comment because I don't know the facts. So the only thing I could do is try to, come up with something, but then it's like, what the hell? Like, we don't know. Yeah. Well, my comments are in absence of facts. My comments are, we don't know the facts, but look at this. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to make a definitive sure. statement. For sure. You, you know to, your you point, to your point, you've been in a situation like that before, and it's like, wait, what is going on? Like, what are you talking about? So, I guess for me, also being in situations similar to that, I'm like, let me I ain't, I don't know. A lie unchecked becomes the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like a eventually we're unchecked. gonna be able to run this back. Like something is gonna come out where we're gonna be able to talk about it. Um yeah. you know what I'm saying? 
I'm a proponent of a lie unchecked becomes the truth. So I'm not gonna let you know, I'm not gonna let you get the wrong idea about me. Now, some shit ain't big enough to speak on. This is not the, the, the small woman. But Remy had already come out when it first came out and said that she never cheated on him. So after I come out mm. and I tell y'all I haven't cheated and somebody says something during a battle rap, what do I look like defending that? Because a lot of times, whether it's true or not, a lot of times in them battle rap, like they be going for the joke. They be saying stuff you right. on purpose to get a ride. Right. So it's like, what is, it really could be a situation on what is there to actually comment on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that perspective either. I never heard Remy's denial. Somebody and, has said when it when it first came out, she had basically made a statement like, "I'm not cheating on." Like apparently, she had denied the rumors. Well, then that's all you need. In my opinion, that's all you need to say. If you said it, yeah. then you said it. Now the the fucked up part is the blogs and everybody else ain't picked that part up. They ain't promote that part. So well, Remy, no, that's how I had read it in a blog. Uh, I, yeah. I, I didn't, it didn't make it to me. It didn't get to me. Remy, make sure all your shit get to me. I, I had to do like a little, like a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? Let me see if I can find something. But Remy, we number one in Angola. Make sure your shit get to me. But the people in Angola ain't gonna know. To me, Remy, me. But um, having said that, we gonna move right along. Prayers and positive energy to Papoose and Remy. I, we don't want nothing bad for them. Like, I really love them though. So dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Y'all gonna stop fucking with my man. Back up off my man. My man is my uh, one of my favorite football players of all time. I am a Dallas Cowboy. Um, we won two rings in a row. Lost in, in year three to him. And in year four, he came to us to help us get over the hump. And then we won another ring. One of my favorite players of all time. I uh, invited Brittany on to the podcast. We were laughing and joking at the end of the podcast. She got a call, and I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, we laughing and joking. I'm like, who that? And it happened to be his daughter. <laughs> then, a few months later, she brought his daughter on the podcast, and we did one of, one of my personal favorite shows that we've ever done with all four of us together. Shout out to JB. Um, and it was me back when me and JB was hosting and now we had Brit on and we had his daughter on. Back up off my man. He was the, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. I, I, I believe the greatest cornerback in the history of the NFL and probably a top five athlete of all time in any sport. He played both sides of the football, well, all three sides of the of ball in the NFL and played in Major League Baseball. Super Bowl rings and pennants. Then he went to a HBCU and transformed that program. Brought more money in than they ever ever seen and brought them to a level of prominence they never experienced. Then he went to a team that was 1-11, a, a power five team with a big money at, well, the mid, mid to major money he's at. And that team was 1-11. He won their first game. So now he matched the win total from last year. He won his second game. He doubled the win total from last year. He won his third game. He tripled the win total from last year. Then he had a tougher opponent in his first year, and he lost. And he is now the unforgivable three and one on the year. 
How dare you be three and one on a year when the year before you were one and 11? You got some fucking nerve, Deion Sanders, to be three and one when the year before they only won one game total? Man, y'all shut the fuck up. That, this is a stupid conversation. He is going to get that team to where he wants that team to be, where he needs it to be over time. But in his first year, the triple the win total, it's really nothing to talk about. It's really nothing to debate. And I mentioned this daughter, shout out to DeAndre. Um, that's Brittany, homie. And um, introduced introduce her to, the, to me and to the podcast. And I feel like I'm part of the family. I'm like, don't, don't you talk about DeAndre daddy. Don't you, don't you talk about her daddy. But um, I think y'all silly for clowning, uh, trying to clown Prime. I think that's some goofy shit. I think it's disrespectful. And I think if you black and you rooting against them, you just a fucking loser, man. I understand some of the rich white people that we, we got to keep our system straight. The white man needs to be the coach and we need to eh, get your goofiness and your doofiness. But if you black and you're like, I'm tired of hearing about Dion. He ain't done nothing for you. I'm tired of hearing. Then you a fucking doof. And I've been on Facebook. I, I try not to do it. I try to be better. But I've been on Facebook arguing with niggas like, you a clown ass nigga, bitch ass nigga. How the fuck you hate no Dion? Try not to do that. But I do think that's some clown shit. And I think we should be clapping for him, applauding him for what he's accomplished, as opposed to pointing out the flaws. Nobody who knows anything about college football, and I'm not the college football expert. I love basketball and NFL. I grew up in D.C. We ain't had no college football team. They, what's the D.C. college football team you know about? Audience? Oh, I was about to say. No. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't know, because we don't, we're one, we don't have one. So the answer is okay. no. There's no, there's no Washington, D.C. Bulldogs. There's no Washington, D.C. Jaguars. There's no Washington, D.C. Buffaloes. We don't have college football in D.C. Yeah, see, I, I'm from North Carolina, so, you know, we got we got heavy D1. <laughs> well, so that, that was my little rant about supporting my man, my mans and them. But, um, Brittany, I'm going to turn it over to you because... You're a woman. I know you're you're probably well versed in this because of your connection to the whole thing. But what do you think about this? This, well, I guess the media hate. But I'm very curious to know what you think about just the average black person on the street hate. Like, what the fuck is that? Um. So, I feel like. A lot of times as as black people, we we really do have to support each other. But I also feel like if let's say, you know, Mr. Sanders was not a black man and a black person had something to say, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't cause this much. So people, I'll say that people are allowed to have their own opinion. So black people talking about a black man, I don't, I don't really know about that. Now, in general, right, as far as the hate against him in general, I feel like it's unnecessary. I do feel like people who are, could presumably be, presume. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let me take off my glasses so I can see what you're trying to say. They presume, presumably. Presumably, we <laughs> haters. <laughs> I caught myself fumbling that what I said. Oh. Don't do it. You know no, what Chris Sanders would do to you for fumbling that word? Don't fumble. You know, I'm not, I'm, and I'm going to correct myself because, you know, I'll correct myself like I correct other people. But 
I feel like there's a lot more pressure on him. One, obviously, when he made the switch, right? There's a lot more pressure on him to be perfect and and et cetera, et cetera. Um, People also have to understand that there was an injury, right? On the it's team. Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter. The wide receiver, Amy played cornerback. Amy played cornerback, right? Right. So, you know, we've got some injuries. He's coming into this program, and he's essentially, to your point, he's kind of getting these these boys together. I feel like if if, you know, it's kind of like that that win or lose because of who he is we're we're watching you know there's a certain level of respect but also there's always going to be a certain demographic or fan base who are putting pressure who are hating who are expecting him to do things that you know at the end of the day he he's just coaching these boys but what i will say is that beyond him being a legend beyond him being you know, someone who has studied the game and understands it, this man is a real mentor. And he has a group of boys that respect him probably more than any of these boys would respect another coach. There's exceptions to every rule, but we have to understand if you took a poll of who would want to be coached by Deion Sanders, I'm pretty sure there would be more athletes that would say him. And so he is, he is to your point, at a certain point, these boys are about to be untouchable. They want to win for him. They want to play for him. You know, he's not just teaching them about football. He is really grooming these boys to be men. And I really appreciate what he does. Um, You know what I'm saying? Outside of football, like how they have those clips of of what they're teaching people he's bringing in to really inspire these boys. So I feel like people have to really understand Mr. Sanders, like from uh, who this man is in general and and stop putting all that pressure and, you know, that hate from, oh, he left this HBCU for the money and, and he's doing this and he's doing that. And it's just like, one, you have to respect a person and their career decisions. Um, you know, that's just like anybody leaving a job for more money or for an opportunity to, you know, do more. Um, this man is still a father, (laughs) you know what I mean? He still has to take care of himself and his family. So I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's really not necessary or fair. So I'll get off my high horse because I do have respect for Mr. Sanders and I think he's doing a great job. And I think that eventually the team is really going to like show that. Facts, facts. I won't get into the comments. Uh, Burger say he told him, You better get me now because it's the worst they're going to be. That's a fact. His first year is going to be his worst year. That I, I would agree with that. And so that's all facts right there. Um, and that's our people for you. I agree. He shouted out my alma mater, Howard University in Maryland, the Maryland Turpins. Now, the Maryland Turpins and Howard have not been historically good football programs. So when I say you don't have anybody to root for, I mean, you don't have anybody good to root for. Nobody that's in the national conversation. I remember when Merlin, when Howard had Walker, um, uh, I forget his first name. He was a little brother of an NFL quarterback. That was an exciting time for HU. Um, Merlin now is 3-0, and and they have a black head coach. So right now, that might be something, you know, to really root for. 
But like back in the day, like we weren't rooting for the Merlin Turpins. They were sorry. I think they had Ralph Friedgen. They were good for like two years my whole childhood. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm 47 now. That was good when I was 14 to 15. You know, we weren't rooting for them, Burger. Cut it out. You're 47? Huh? Huh? You're 47, you say? Yes, ma'am. For real? Yes, ma'am. I'm good for your age. I didn't know that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry. No, that's a good, that's a compliment. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I go. Thank you. Thank you and move on. Okay. All right. So me and Brittany will be on, on a date at the uh, the ESPYs when Dion wins his award for Coach of the Year. Look out for me and Brittany at the ESPYs, y'all. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it there, but we'll, well see. You know what? You know what, Brittany? You know what? I'm going to move. I'm going to move right along. Okay. Uh, I'm sweating. Burger, I'm sweating because the AC ain't on, and I'm, I haven't gone and cut it on because I'm in the middle of the podcast. Burger always. That's my big brother. He always got something to say. He's sweating. <laughs> I said, up, Burger, leave me alone. Try to get through this podcast. But, uh, and moving right along. So, yeah, stop hating on Dion, man. Y'all cut the mama shit out. Um, but I do want to get into our Nipsey Hustle Award because this is great. This is something I've wanted to talk about in detail for a minute and haven't really talked about it in length. And um, we can keep all up all night, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm definitely going to tell you my experience. And I'm um, getting into our Nipsey Hustle Award. Rest in peace, Nip. If it's sports, if it's fashion, if it's music, um, if it's hustling, whatever, you're on a marathon, you know? Marathon. So. And who has been on their marathon the last three years in Las Vegas? Um, the Super Bowl will be in Las Vegas next year. If you were going to Las Vegas and to see a performance, who would you think of? Let me think. Besides Bruno Mars, it would be Usher. Usher, baby. Um, and for the record, I did go to see um, Usher in his residency in Vegas the first year. Um, and it was lit. I didn't even realize how much of an Usher fan I actually was. Like, I'm, for the record, I thought about this the other day because Glue, his song Glue, is my favorite song of 20. My favorite songs of 2023 are Glue by Usher, Float by uh, Janelle Monet and Snooze by Scissor. But Glue was my favorite song of the year. And my favorite song uh, last year or year before last was um, Bad Habits by Usher. I'm like, damn, Usher might be my favorite singer. I used to always say it was The Dream, but I think it's Usher now. So Usher's going to be hosting, or not hosting, performing for the Super Bowl next year in Las Vegas live. His residency was lit. I posted videos. Matter of fact, I'll post some more videos tonight from when I was there. But I can't think of a better person. Even if it wasn't in Vegas, I couldn't think of a better person. But the fact that it's in Vegas, there's absolutely not a better person. And uh, where my goddamn round of applause at? Before I get, I get your take on it, Brendan. This round of applause for Ursa, because I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowl performances of all damn time. And it's going to be black as a motherfucker. What you think, Britt? Um, so I don't know about all time. Because um, <laughs> like all time, we got to really think back of all the performances. But I will say Usher puts on an amazing performance. And so I know for a fact it's going to be a really, really good performance for sure. Um, I mean, it's Usher. Like, 
at the end of the day. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I think, you know, after Rihanna, I feel like she did an amazing job. Even with the little belly, like Rihanna's Rihanna, I love her. I might be biased, but I feel like Usher's going to come in on that energy and he's going to keep that going. Like it's, it's definitely going to be a halftime to want to watch. It's going to be one of them like, okay, y'all, everybody be quiet. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> turn the music mm -hmm. off, turn the TV up for show. And we about to really sit here and watch that. So I'm excited. Man, Usher going to get on, put on them roller skates like he do in Vegas and do them skate. He's not going to have his strippers. So that's gonna be a little bit different. Yeah, he's but not. He gonna get on the roller skates and be skating around and singing. That show gonna be. He is. I gonna think be I'm more excited about who he's gonna bring out. I don't think he's bringing nobody but Lil John and um, Ludacris for yeah. Okay. I don't think he's bringing nobody else. So you who don't think he would bring out like JT in Miami? Remember they had that song when he was on them roller skates for real. <sighs> No, I do not think he's bringing the city girls to the Super Bowl. No. You don't think so? Nope. nope. I like the song, though. Wish and it was their song. He was just Wish on the hook. So, no, he's not bringing the city girls to the Super Bowl. Why no. wouldn't he? Don't say it like that. Because city girls is down by like 100 points based on what Remy Ma cheating on Papoose. Y'all down. He's not bringing y'all when y'all down. Anyway. <laughs> city girls are definitely up. <laughs> no. Remy, Remy, Remy drops that down, so yeah, yeah, definitely down. We're not gonna um, do that because we don't even know where Remy's doing. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, I but I, I am excited for you. Excited for it? I'm very excited for it. All right, and let's see what we got next before we close out. We have oh, ah, this or that, and then we're gonna let y'all go to sleep because I know y'all getting old. And Brittany getting old too. I'm just saying. Respectfully. Okay, I'm getting old because I can't find my this or that. So apparently I'm the old one now. You just have to put your glasses on. Oh shit. Let me get my glasses. Damn, that's so bad. Do 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 do. And uh, and everybody tune in. You can this is the show is live every Wednesday, 9 p.m. on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, if you want to watch us live and comment and have your comments read online um, during the podcast, if you want to just listen to it the next day, you can always go to any place where you get your podcast, a pod name Kickback. And if you uh, want to watch it, you can watch it on YouTube. You can see what I got on. You can see what Brittany got on. You can see what, whatever my guests got on. You can see what location we're in. We're not always in the same place. So any of that, Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review and a comment. That shit helps with marketing in dollars. Brittany, I got a $4 check from Facebook this month. I know, that's right. $4. I am very upset. Oh. I've been making memes and reels and shit, and I've never gotten a fucking $4 check. I'm like, no, what, what, what happened this month? What happened this month? Yeah. Facebook at least good for a couple hundred. I got a four dollar check. Mm, so yeah. a check. Well, yeah, but kickbackers, I expect y'all to be on my Facebook page and, and and boosting up the numbers. I can't do no more four dollar checks from damn um, Facebook. Get out of here. But um, you can you can get with this. I learned from YouTube blocking up my money for samples. Come on, this
So this or that, uh, what do you think? It, uh, holding on when you should let go? Well, I can't say when you should let go, because of course that's the answer. Um, holding on or letting go? Uh, what is your preference in these situations? Um, knowing when to let go. We got Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. We got Tiana and Iman. Oh, they, they've thrown Travis Kelsey and Kayla into it now that he's a, allegedly dating Taylor Swift. It is just a whole bunch of knowing when to let go and knowing when to hold on, Brittany. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to pose it to you this way. Do you know when to let go? Do you know when to hold on? And how do you know? Um, I think that now that I'm a little bit older and I realize like what's important and what's not to me, what my deal breakers are, um, I'm a little bit better. I would say with, with holding on, I'm probably a little bit quicker to let it go only because my peace of mind is just such a priority um that if you mess with that like i've always felt like actually i've been saying this for a very long time but there's nothing better than a peace of mind and a perfect ph balance and so i've always felt like and i'm not necessarily saying you you give me something but i've always (laughs) felt like if you throw if if you're capable of throwing either one of them off period for whoever i'm talking to you not for me Yeah, I, so, I rock with that. You no, know, so but now that I'm getting older and I'm realizing like what's really important, um, what the what fight is worth fighting, right? What's really worth standing on, what's really worth bringing up. I think I'm more so leaning towards learning how when to like hold on rather than let it go, because I'm quick cut it off. Yeah, it ain't nothing to cut your bitch off. Okay, it ain't nothing. Like, you know. Not, I don't want to get morbid. I, I, the quickest way, I, I lost my mother when I was 11. So a girlfriend is like, dog, I lost my mother. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, not to fake, because I've been hurt before. I've been I've been devastated after a breakup. Let me not paint that fake-ass picture. But what I'm saying is, overall, in my mind, I can rationalize and I can get through it. Even though I'm hurt, I can yeah. get through it because I'm like, I lost the most important person to me twice. Rest in peace on Joyce. I lost, I did it twice. Like, we'll be knowing. But um, I think it's important to know when to let go. And I think I suffer kind of from what you suffer from. Like, uh, not letting go to, or treating relationships frivolously. You know what I'm saying? It, it is nothing to detach myself because of what I've had to detach from before. Yeah. Now I wonder sometimes, I'm doing too much. I had a homegirl tell me the other day, yeah, you're doing too much. You, don't, you ain't showing no grace. You're supposed to talk to them and you try to get to understand. I'm like, man, if they coming to me fucked up, then they, they, they you got to come to me healed. I'm coming healed. I went to therapy. I, no, I, I did work. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about giving people grace because, yes, you definitely have to come healed to a situation. You can't come into a situation looking for somebody else to do something that only you can do for yourself. And that goes for happiness, too. The minute that somebody tells me, you know, they're looking to me to make them happy or or what have you, that's a red flag for me. Because the only thing I can do is compliment you. 
you look to anybody to give, you know, to make you happy or to give your your you something that you can only give yourself, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed every time. So I would lean more towards what you're saying if based on what you just said. Like, yeah, there is a certain level of healed that you have to be in order to move on in a relationship. You know, there's always going to be trigger those triggers we have to get past, but you know, you can't go into a situation with the trauma. I can deal with the trigger. We can talk about it. I can work on not triggering you, but that trauma, I can't heal you from that. Facts, facts. And you said it better than I said. I'm I'm about to steal your shit because you said it better than I did. (laughs) But real talk. But I'm just like, man, I like. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I mean, I've been there, done that. And I've really tried. And I'm like, this is an impossible task. Like, I'll never be able to live up to your expectation of making you happy. Like, that is impossible. Yeah. That's and so dependent. I agree. And I've said the same thing. Some women have disagreed with me and they thought I was dismissive and uh, almost like I didn't care. But I'm like, I just care. I have done it. I tried to do it. I know yeah. that I can't do it. I know that I won't be successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if you haven't healed from your past traumas and, and another thing, like maybe this is like my, you got to have a six figure salary, but you got to come to me healed. You got to come to me having done some therapy, having done some work. And if you slip up or whatever you want to call it, then we can see that you, you're on the path of progression. Yeah. In a moment. Cause I, we're always healing from, from something, right? So, you know what I mean? So I say that with understanding that, but trauma, (laughs) you know, if you have a relationship trauma, I can't help you with that. We can work. I don't want to hear what the last nigga did. I'm not the last nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've got it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody deserves a clean sheet. And I have to learn that myself. So I'm not just speaking from a holier than thou, like, I've been there and tried to move on too soon and it didn't work out because I was tripping. Yeah. I, and I've had the bit of run of that and held on to it and then got fucked over trying to heal somebody myself. Like, I'm not a therapist. Right. That's, that's the thing I learned. I'm not a therapist. Yeah. So you haven't healed and handled this shit. I don't have the tools to help you. I can yeah. tell you what my therapist told me. Well, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you'll do the work. Like, all are two different people. You know what I'm saying? You exactly. Have exactly. You know, so, exactly. yeah, I definitely, that's why I was like, mm, I might have to lean with you on that one. But I am all for giving people grace. Like, nobody's perfect, but it really depends on what it is. I agree. I agree. Um, kickbackers, I want to thank y'all for tuning in tonight. I know um, the show has been a little sporadic this year. I think if you listen to the beginning, You'll know why it was so sporadic this year. But we still had some of the biggest numbers. Um, June, let's see, September, August. August was our biggest month ever. Um, most successful month, um, streamed in most countries, more higher top 10 positions, um, daily downloads. All of that was amazing. And then September came and uh, I stopped doing episodes. <laughs> That's dumb, 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 dumb today. But life got in the way, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to my, my cousin, uh, Diana, just, just tuned in. Um, but I, I want to say, uh, I want to thank you for, for being patient. I've been doing this show for 11 years. Um, 
first years, it was just DC people. Remember, I, be like, I wish I could get some people in Atlanta to listen. I live in Atlanta now. Nobody in Atlanta. My, my demographic was like 85% DC, 2% Atlanta, 1% Russia. I'm like, what the fuck kind of demographic is that? And but now, you know what, though? That's straight because a lot of people will say that people from their hometown or where they're from don't support them the way that people. So a lot of times people have the opposite. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot to be said that the people that, you know, from your hometown or whatever, like repping and, and um, supporting you. So yeah, a lot of the comments are from D.C. right now. Yeah. But right now, the biggest demographic is Atlanta. And I know I made a conscious effort with Georgia. I made a conscious effort to like, I got to get Georgia. I got to get Georgia. I got to get Georgia. And it worked. And um, I thank you for that. I thank JB. I see, I thank Gifford with Jack. I think J. Lou. I thank Mel. Uh, it's too many people to thank. Um, cocktails, poor minds, everybody that's uh, played a part in helping me, Tahoe in New York, to get to the next level. Sex with Ashley, her big-ass following. Uh, thank all of you. Um, the episodes will be consistent now. We're back to a level of consistency because um, I've gotten through my traumas. I did the work, ladies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we'll be doing that more often. Uh, Brittany, I want to thank you. I know I have kept you up way past your bedtime, but I appreciate you being here with me. Um, I didn't want to do this topic without you. So I oh. thank you so much. Because I know you was going to... I knew what you was coming with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I appreciate you. And um, I want to encourage you guys to, again, go to Apple and give us five stars. Uh, go to YouTube upon it. Well, actually, it's No Breaks New channel and subscribe and just you know get them get those notifications get those alerts and, and be a part of the conversation as you move forward this was a quote unquote gender wars episode but there was no war this is all about peace and resolution and moving forward and getting beyond this bullshit yeah so Brittany, before we get out of here i want you to tell them where they can find you where they can follow you because Brittany been out here doing her thing and I, I think she cheated on the podcast i saw her on another podcast Oh, we cheating? Okay, Remy. Brittany Ma? You cheating? First, on of, all, first of all, I'm, Cardi, I'm Cardi B on this podcast features thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, no flicks, but people like to hear what your girl has to say. Um, yes. So I love, like, giving my perspective on different things, and it's also kind of cool to not always talk about finance. So um, I appreciate you, of course, and I am Brittany Sade, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-S-A-D-E on Instagram and Twitter and um, Brittany Sade.com is my website where I have my blog, Corporate Black Girl. So. All right, so make sure y'all follow Brittany. Um, she'll be here. We, we, we do this about once a month, so she'll be back. Don't worry. Don't fret. She'll be back. But while she's gone, if you want to see her, because everybody thinks she's the most beautiful thing, according to these comments, if you want to look at her, follow her, Brittany Shadi on IG, and go like all her pictures. Brittany, you got to put a picture of us on your page, so when people go to it, they can, like, see me, too. I'm trying to find a wife, Brittany. I, I, I'm trying to find a wife. Well, we have to take like a good picture and you have to use it as like a cover for one of your clips from this. That's a bet. That's a bet. Yeah, we can That's do that. Bet. Boom. So again, thank y'all for tuning in. If we were playing cards right now, I would be like, uh, 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 uh. Uno, I'm out.